Today's episode of We Went Blues is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimums. So whether you're new to investing or ready to learn or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with a free stock by going to wewentblues.robinhood.com. That's wewentblues.com. Robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not investment advice, a recommendation, or solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.com forward slash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yield on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. And welcome into episode 34 of We Went Blues, Barrett Jackman, the former Blues defenseman, myself, Jeremy Rutherford of the Athletic St. Louis. We have a ton to talk about on episode 34 this week. Jack's uh, first, uh, good to talk to you. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to be back. Uh, finally recovered from the alumni game, and uh, I'm actually a little bit pissed off at you that you didn't even mention uh, on the <laughs> last podcast that uh, I actually got a goal on my first shift, but you, I guess you were... Uh, too busy chasing around some celebrities to uh, even uh, talk about that. Well, I tweeted that you scored. Look, that's 80,452 followers that got to read it. Oh, yeah, I don't follow you, I don't think. So. <laughs> I didn't read it. That was a great time, and we're, of course, going to get into uh, the alumni game. You did score a goal, first one since, what, 2014? When was your last one? Um. Yeah, I think... You know, actually, the uh, alumni game at the Winter Classic, too. So. <laughs> that's right. So you just that. score your goals at alumni games these days. That's uh, that's great. I just <laughs> but, score uh, when it counts there, JR. <laughs> we have plenty of uh, takeaways from All-Star Weekend. We also want to talk about the Blues. How about the Blues? They're back on the ice. You get to watch some real hockey tonight uh, with them in Vancouver. Uh, at least one injured guy coming back, and we'll talk about uh, him and also another one potentially back soon. Also, Jack's the sports world mourns the loss of uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, we heard from the Blues yesterday. Uh, Braden Shen and Jordan Bennington uh, have some comments about uh, how they looked up to Kobe Bryant, so we'll hear those later in the podcast. A far different situation uh, in terms of a star power with Kobe Bryant. He was one of the NBA legends, uh, but you also mourned the loss of a teammate years ago, Pavel Dimitra, and we'll get your thoughts on what it was like to go through that. And also we have uh, five for five. We haven't done it in quite a while, so it'll be fun. I tweeted out uh, this morning, uh, people asking questions for Barrett Jackman, and we got some good ones, so we'll get to those later on. But first, uh, we've been talking about the uh, All-Star Game for a number of weeks now. It's finally come and gone, and Jack St. Louis did a tremendous, tremendous job. Yeah, I really think uh, the Blues and the the city of St. Louis and the fans really, uh, uh, you know, kind of lived up to the hype of uh, what we all thought uh, and and even exceeded uh, coming into the to the weekend. And uh, I think the show was great. I thought the players did a great job of uh, entertaining, and uh, uh, you know, the skills went well. Uh, you know, I think a lot of the kids and and fans enjoyed the uh, the mascot game and. 
uh, and uh, you know the three on three was a huge success as well. Yeah, let's break it down. First, the alumni game, which was terrific. Jax, I talked to Steve Mayer. Uh, he's the NHL's chief content officer. And he said, hey, uh, St. Louis, uh, what do you want to do with this All-Star weekend? And Bruce Affleck said, we want to have an alumni game. And Steve said, let's do it. Uh, so you guys had your game last Thursday. Let's hear about your goal. How'd you score it? Give us the breakdown. Yeah, you know, uh, actually, I think somebody tweeted out that uh, it might have been reviewed and uh, offside by a couple feet because Jimmy Campbell doesn't play much defense, and uh, he forgot that uh, you know there's another part of the uh, the uh, the rink out there. But yeah, just a uh, low blocker. I think uh, McKenna was a little uh, little tight, didn't want to go down, so uh, put a low uh, low blocker and skated right to the bench and uh, I almost skated right off the ice in the locker room and uh, you know enjoyed some Bud Lights re-retired uh, the reason we didn't talk about it on the podcast last week Jax is because you're not 80 years old like Red Berenson uh, Red uh, scored and we found out afterwards we interviewed him for the podcast that uh, he just played a couple weeks ago and he had another alumni game an outdoor game with the Detroit Red Wings uh, later on in the weekend after being in, in St. Louis how about Red 80 years old and he looked the part after the game with the towel draped around his neck and the sweat uh, rolling down his face he was amazing. Uh, I got to, to meet him uh, a few years ago, and then he was in town for a fantasy camp too. And uh, uh, he was down at uh, Scott Trade, and I think he played in like six games in uh, in three days. So i uh, just amazed at the, the shape that he's in. He, he looks like he could, uh, you know, maybe he was about 40, 45 years old and, and just, just kept moving out there, and he still has the mind for the game. And, and that's, uh, that's a lot of fun to, to be on the ice with such a, such a legend. Jackson, I, I have to admit it, I would probably throw up if I did a Red Berenson workout. <laughs> uh, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> and Jax, how about the story following the Kachuk family all weekend long? It was terrific. You had uh, Matthew and Brady and Big Walt up on the Shooting Stars stage. Matthew pulls off his uh, jersey and there's a Yadier Molina Cardinals jersey. The crowd uh, went nuts. And then uh, Keith and Chantel were able to sit in the suite with a, long, a lot of uh, friends and family and watch Matthew and, and Brady play. What a weekend for that group. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I've been real tight to that family for uh, for many years, and uh, they're just so proud. Uh, Big Walt and Chantel, and uh, even Taryn, they're just proud that you know those two are able to play together. Uh, you know, Matthew might have been uh, uh, a little upset that uh, Brady was was kind of stealing a little bit of his thunder, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was so so much fun just to see those two uh, on the ice playing against each other in the finals and. Uh, just just for the whole uh, the whole family for this to happen in in St. Louis and uh, yeah, it was pretty special too that they made Big Walt a, a part of the the skills and uh, also bringing out Bernie and and Holly and uh, Al McKinnis and uh, you know Wayne Gretzky it, for them to to add the alumni element of it and and have Big Walt uh, just share that moment with his kids was uh, was pretty amazing and then. Uh, Saturday night after the game, I uh, went over to Big Walt's house and they uh, they kind of had a little bit of a party for uh, for the boys and and uh, a lot of friends and family that have, have really helped out those two uh, uh, those two boys uh, growing up. So it was it was fun to 
to see uh, the interaction of those guys and, and uh, you know, just a, a special uh, celebration for, for the uh, Kachuk family. And my colleague, Peter Bauer of The Athletic, he was uh, inside the suite with Big Walt and Chantel. And the rest of that family, you can read his story. It's up at theathletic.com right now. Jack, speaking about the uh, alumni and how they were participants in the skills competition, Al McKinnis, how about that? 100.4. What's he, uh, 57 years old, been retired, I think, going back to, to when I started covering the Blues and uh, using the wooden stick. He's still got it. He does. And, uh, you look at, uh, you know, you talk about Red Berenson and, and what kind of shape he's in. Uh, you know, if it weren't for, for Al and, uh, his eyesight, uh, uh, you know, and tragically that's, you know, why he retired. Uh, uh, I, I could have seen, uh, him play until he was probably about 50 years old, like, a like a Chris Chelios. Yeah. Yeah, for a guy to go out there with a wood stick and, and shoot 100 miles an hour after probably not taking the, well, I guarantee he was practicing for a couple of weeks and didn't embarrass himself. But, yeah, for, for a guy to be able to do that at his age and, and with a wood stick, uh, he's, uh, uh, he's, a, he's a pretty special uh, uh, player and, and uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, a, a pioneer of, of, you know, that hardest shot. Some other highlights, Jordan Bennington wins the save streak competition and the women's game, very entertaining three on three, although I guess I uh, owe you a lunch, uh, the Canadians beat the Americans. Yeah, uh, we'll definitely uh, go somewhere. We drink a bottle of wine, maybe something expensive and, uh, you know, have a big steak for uh, for lunch. <laughs> and Miss Layla Anderson, she might take Tom Calhoun's job when uh, he wraps up his illustrious career with the St. Louis Blues. How about that announcer voice uh, she had in announcing the Blues All-Stars? Yeah, it's a big voice from, uh, you know, a, a big personality. And, um, you know, all the l- little things that they did and, and bringing Layla, obviously a huge part of uh, – uh, you know the Blues and, the, and their uh, their year last year, and um, she's a very very special individual, and, and to make her part of it, and and uh, being able to announce the uh, you know those Blues players, uh, uh, that's that's another thing that people are going to look back and, and remember stuff like that, uh, you know, over a lot of the things that happened in the games. Holly Connor, the 15 year old blind autistic girl, and we should really get to a point where we stop pointing that out because she's just a terrific. She's a performer, and uh, she sang the national anthem at the skills competition on Friday. And then Charles Glenn, he came back. He returned to Enterprise Center and uh, boomed it out on Saturday night. The fans love that. And, Jax, uh, before we move on, uh, the fanfare, just absolutely phenomenal. I made it down there with my family on Sunday. People, uh, Phil Pritchard, the keeper of the cup, uh, people were waiting, uh, he told me, five and a half hours to see the Stanley Cup for roughly 10 seconds. Uh, just a great turnout at the Fan Fest. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for everybody to, you know, the the Stanley Cup was around for so long uh, throughout the summer and, and, you know, different celebrations. And I talked to, I don't know how many people that have already seen the Cup, but uh, for for people who be waiting five and a half hours to see that cup for uh, for a tiny uh, little bit, and uh, you know the fanfare too. I went to it when uh, when they had it in in Nashville with my son, and 
the NHL does an amazing job of just kind of showing just different things, you know, the history, some, uh, you know, the different trophies that are there and, and, uh, you know, just to, to have that cup available for some people that didn't, uh, didn't get a chance to, to see it, uh, in June, July or August, and even, uh, September, it's, uh, uh, they really do a great job of just, you know, showing the appreciation of the fans. So a tremendous job by the city of St. Louis, by the St. Louis Blues. And uh, we got to give credit to the fans for the turnout. Uh, what a great weekend in St. Louis with the NHL All-Star Game. Um, you know, there's 32 teams uh, in the league when Seattle gets in. So you never know when the next opportunity to host a weekend like that will be. Uh, it'll probably be a long time before we see it again. But uh, we'll know for a while that St. Louis did its best and, and put on a good show. Uh, for fans, Jacks, who are, can't wait to see the Blues back on the ice, uh, that'll be tonight, Monday night in Vancouver. After eight days off, the Blues are uh, going to have a quick turnaround. They jumped on a plane at uh, noontime yesterday. Some of the players did. They met the rest of the team in Vancouver and had a late afternoon uh, practice. And now, how about this, Jacks? After eight days off, they're going to have back-to-back games tonight in Vancouver, tomorrow night in Calgary. Yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, you, you have those those days off, and uh, the boys take it very seriously. They're all working out while on vacation, riding the bike, and you know, running on the beach or, or doing whatever they're going to do. But uh, I, I think the bodies are going to be fresh. But to throw a back to back right off the uh, the get goes, uh, you know, that second game is going to be a little tough. But the boys are professionals, and um, you know, it's going to be too uh, too big games here for them that uh, they're going to be you know hoping to to get back on a roll and and uh you know start this kind of second part of the season the the stretch for uh, for home uh, on a positive note after the long break it included the bye week and the all-star game but some teams did play the teams that won't have their bye until now after the all-star break uh, the blues remain in third place in the nhl and tops in the west with uh, 68 points some people it's been so long since they played they might not remember uh, that the blues kind of ended the the pre-break uh, schedule on, on a down note dropping their last two games jacks four to three to philly and ot uh, five three to colorado i know it's been a long uh, time off and uh, you can kind of hit the reset that button and forget about all that but is there anything we should be worried about uh, the way the Blues were playing those last couple games as they uh, return to the ice tonight no I, I think it's just uh, one of those those stretches where you have a couple off games and uh, the boys have had it uh, early in the season uh, you know I think it was uh, two four game losing streaks and uh, they came back and, and rattled off a bunch of wins and uh, they're still in first place in the west and and you know with their with their great play at the beginning of the season uh, um you know it's not uh, too tragic if if you lose a couple in a row so uh i really i think the coaches have a great great pulse on what this team is uh is feeling what they need to need to do to succeed so i think they're they're going to get back going here and uh you know i i think this road trip uh you know the western swing is is where they uh you know really played their best hockey last year and 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 kind of got the ball rolling to go from last to first and uh you know so i i think this is a is a good test it's uh it's a good spot to play and be some uh, some tough teams that'll uh really challenge the blues and and make them bring their uh their grade a game 
The Blues announced yesterday, Jax, that uh, they're going to get Colton Pareko back in the lineup. That'll be good news. Boy, if you would have uh, heard that they'd be 4-1-2 and two without Colton Pareko, who's so good defensively uh, for them in the back end, uh, you would have probably taken that. Uh, but the one thing that Pareko coming back is going to do, not only uh, help them in their own zone, but uh, help out even and balance the ice time. Uh, during the break, I'm sorry, during the seven games that Pareko was out, all the ice time obviously up for the top four Blues defensemen. Breaking it down here, uh, Alex Petrangelo is up to 25 minutes. Uh, Justin Falk, he was playing 20 minutes prior to Pareko stepping away, and, and he went up uh, nearly three minutes, almost to 23 minutes per game. Uh, Jay Bomeister uh, was up about 45 seconds, and Vince Dunn saw the most increase uh, in his ice time, up about three and a half minutes to 19.25. So this is good for a lot of these guys, Jax. I know they like the ice time, especially Vince Dunn. He probably he was probably craving getting that kind of uh, ice time, but um, it's going to be good for things to settle back to normal with Pareko in the lineup. Yeah, the the increased minutes is uh, you know you, you kind of get some confidence, and I, I think the defense was really good uh, with with uh, Pareko out of the lineup, and uh, you got to see Mikula and see what he can do, and and he really impressed the coaches, and uh, I think they like what they uh, can see in the future in that guy, and uh, but yeah, Dunn, you know he he looked uh, very strong when he was playing those nineteen minutes, and. Uh, that's what you need. You need the confidence of these guys, uh, especially a young guy like Dunn, who maybe last year was uh, you know, playing some more minutes, and uh, uh, to have him come out and, and, and play that well, and uh, I think it's good down the stretch. And uh, like you said, when Pareko's back in the lineup, these guys, uh, their minutes are going to go down, and uh, it'll be good for uh, for the stretch to, to get that, uh, you know, not playing as much and, and, you know, be able to save the body a little bit. Colton Pareko is expected to be back in the lineup tonight against Vancouver. Also, uh, another injured blue uh, could be back soon, perhaps not tonight, but sometime on this road trip. Sammy Blay uh, is with the team, and Doug Armstrong said that uh, he could play uh, soon. He's been out since November 19th. That's when he injured his wrist and, of course, uh, had the wrist uh, surgery. Uh, Jax, how long do you think it'll be before we can see the type of player Sammy Blay was when he had the five goals and 13 points in 20 games? Uh, yeah, it's going to take him a little bit. Uh, I think coming back right after the uh, uh, the All Star break, I think it's it's kind of good when you have uh, you know nine ten days off for for a lot of the league. I, I think you know everything kind of st- steps back uh, you know half a step, and if if he can get in the next couple games and. Uh, with the upper body injuries, you're still able to get your skating in. You're still able to uh, to not lose the uh, you know kind of that push and and still have the lung capacity. So I think that's good for him. Uh, you know, it's just all about the hands and and feeling comfortable again and uh, getting the vision. And you know, he's he's a kid that plays physical, so I think that's going to help him. And uh, you know, when you're a physical player, you. You, you tend to get into games and and even if you don't have the hands you you can do something in the uh you know to help the team and Jax, if we could take a break for just a minute and talk to you about roman if you were to guess on average how many days people in the u.s have to wait to see a doctor what would you say maybe a week actually on average people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major u.s cities basically a month if you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with doctor license in your state. 
all from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get you the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, completely free visit online, and you'll hear back from the U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with two-day shipping. You also get unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com forward slash blues for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com forward slash blues for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Well, Jack, so we also wanted to get into uh, the news of the weekend, and, and certainly this news is going to continue uh, for weeks to come. The passing of Kobe Bryant, the NBA legend, uh, people found out about it uh on Sunday after the tragic incident involving him and nine total people passing in a uh, helicopter accident. Just, uh, you know, you're a big fan of sports, obviously a former professional athlete. What did you think of uh, when you heard this? No, it was definitely shocking. Um, you know, Kobe Bryant and uh, is just an amazing uh, athlete and uh, one of the greatest, uh, you know, NBA players of all time. And uh, but just to to hear, you know, all of the people that were in, involved in the crash and you know, Kobe is obviously the well known and um, but you know, just to have uh, you know a couple of young girls that were in the uh, the helicopter, his his daughter and uh, and and her friend that were going to basketball practice or a game, and it's just uh, it, it's shocking. It it just kind of makes you sit back and and realize how uh, how precious life is and and how quickly somebody can be gone, and uh, especially somebody in the uh, in the sports world that you know a lot of people look up to and you, you could see all the people that were outside of uh uh staples center already um you know within an hour after uh they heard the news and chanting his name and and you know wearing their jerseys it's just uh it's it's kind of one of those things you just sit back and uh you just you just feel heartbroken whether you knew him or not and sure, this is the NBA, but uh, as we said, it touches everything, including the NHL. There's a story up at theathletic.com right now on Alex Ovechkin and his relationship with uh, Bryant. I read the story. It's great. Uh, and it talks about how uh, Kobe gave uh, Alex Ovechkin a pair of sneakers, a jersey. He autographed and passed it along to him. Uh, but also, you know, you think about these uh, young players in the NHL. A lot of them grew up idolizing uh, a guy like Kobe Bryant, even though they were trying to to make their future in the NHL, this is a guy who kind of transcended uh, sports and and was so good at what he did, but also inspired others to be good at what they did. Uh, Blue Note Productions they do a good job of uh, interviewing the players and sharing these interviews. Yesterday they were able to sit down with a couple of Blues, Braden Shen and Jordan Bennington, and uh, so we got their thoughts and we're going to play these sound bites for you, Braden Shen. Uh, says that the Blues were on the plane flying to Vancouver when they heard the news. Here's Braden Shen. Obviously very sad news. Uh, that's uh, an icon, uh, an absolute legend in sports. Um, and yeah, just sc- someone scrolled Twitter and the news broke on the plane. And uh, it's uh, jaw-dropping news. And, and, you know, obviously no one know him personally, but for what he does for, for sports and, and people's mentalities and stuff like that, it's, uh, uh, I think it, it hits everyone. Such he, was, he was so well-liked by everyone. 
Is it one of those things you read and you're just shocked and it's almost complete disbelief? Yeah, like, no way, it can't be, it can't be him? You, yeah, yeah, realistically, yeah, yeah, you read the news and you think back of, you know, my childhood, our childhood, or, or recent memories of him being in, uh, you know, the NBA Finals and, and uh, his last game he's ever played, um, you know, putting up all those points. Um, you know, I think he, if you read all the tweets and especially the basketball player tweets and stuff like that, um, people, guys, you know, uh, icons in the game and, and stars in the game now in the NBA world started playing hockey or started playing basketball um, because of him. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, we don't know him personally, but just the mentality he had for, for you know, uh, athletes in general, um, I think it really hits uh, guys in this locker room and hits athletes uh, all over the world. We also got to hear from Jordan Bennington. Uh, he, of course, was uh, wrapping up his all-star game uh, experience and, and joining the Blues and heading to Vancouver. Uh, Jordan Bennington, you hear the name Jordan? Yes, I believe he was named after uh, Michael Jordan. He comes from a basketball family, and uh, he remembered the person Kobe Bryant was and the memorable quotes that Kobe always shared. Yeah, I got a couple uh, screenshots, um, you know, just when he gets on the court, nothing else matters. No one else matters. It's, it's all him, and he, that was kind of his escape to, to blow off steam, and um, he put a lot of energy into it. And um, you know, also he was he was an inspirational guy and wanted to have a, a great influence on on uh, other athletes and, and just humans overall to really get the most out of their life they can and, and just put the work in and uh, believe in themselves. And you know, it's a it's a very sad situation. Jordan, when you mentioned being on the plane and, and, and the reaction, was it just just so totally surreal? Yeah, I, your first thought is no way. Like, you don't believe it. You think it's a, you know, I don't know the guy at all, but you think it's a dream, um, nightmare because, yeah, it's uh, it's so sad. And he, he's so young and he's done so much and uh, he's contributed so much to influence-wise on, on people and athletes all around the world. And, um, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, it's a scene stopper for sure. We kind of just stopped what we were doing and um, just had a moment for him. And, uh, you know, just want to send prayers out to him, his whole family, his daughter, and whoever, whoever else was on that um, in that accident. Uh, it's very sad. And, um, yeah, my prayers are, are with him and his family. So, obviously, uh, many people affected by the loss of uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, people who paid attention to his career, uh, like those Blues players, Jacks. And uh, not to compare the two situations, it, it's uh, they're different. Uh, we know the star power that Kobe Bryant had and, and all the people that he touched. But a former teammate of yours, uh, Pavel Dimitra, uh, also touched a lot of people here in town in St. Louis, especially uh, lost in that tragic plane accident involving the KHL team back in 2011. Uh, the situations are different, Jax, but the grief is the same. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> you know, Pavel meant, uh, meant a lot to me. He, uh, my first year in the league, uh, he was... Uh, uh, my neighbor, he was right next door um, uh, in our apartment building. And uh, just to, you know, have a guy that was just so uh, endeared by his teammates and, uh, you know, wife and, and kids. And, uh, you know, there's a family that has to go on. Um, and, then, you know, if, if you haven't seen the documentary about Pavel Dimitra, um, if, if you don't uh, come away just, just crushed and in tears and, you know, listen to his wife talk about you know him not being around anymore, and 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 the kids are 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 sitting there and and um you know just wondering you know if their if their father where he is and 
Um, so it's going to be a long, uh, hard road for uh, uh, for the family of not only uh, Kobe, but uh, you know there was a couple kids that lost their uh, their parents in that flight, and their sister, and and you know the other families that uh, uh, lost loved ones. So um, you know Pavel was was huge uh, part of our team uh, with St. Louis, and and every team that he went to, he was. Uh, you know, one of the favorite uh, teammates, just uh, love life, love uh, playing the game. And uh, the reason he was over in Russia was because, uh, you know, he just wanted to continue to play and, and just, you know, do what he loves. So, uh, you know, the, the situation is both of them, uh, great people, great role models. And, um, you know, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a long time before people, uh, you know, forget about Kobe. And, uh, you know, I think every year, uh you know, you lose somebody that's, uh, you know, kind of important and a role model. And it's, uh, uh, just remember the good times that you had with these people and, uh, uh, and, and, and try and learn from, uh, you know, from, from what, uh, great people they are. That's well said, Jackson. And the one common denominator, you don't want to experience these types of things, but the outpouring of support uh, when, when Pavel passed and then uh, what you'll see on TV and, and here on the radio and on the news broadcast, uh, the tributes to uh, Kobe Bryant uh, will continue. Uh, so well said, Jax. Uh, good job there. We want to end the podcast. Uh, we went blues episode number 34 on a much, much lighter note, Jax. Uh, five for five. I tweeted uh, this morning asking uh, for people to send in their questions for you. And we've got five of them here. The first one comes from Mark. What was your typical game day like when you played a home game for the St. Louis Blues? Oh, typical home. Uh, yeah, head to the rink uh, for some meetings and a little uh, pregame skate. Usually, you know, kind of buzz around for 15, 20 minutes, just kind of uh, just get a light sweat, get the body moving and uh, make sure your equipment's feeling good. And then uh, I would head home. I would, uh, you know, grill some chicken on the uh, the barbecue and then uh, make a little bit of rice and have a salad and uh, I wake up actually, you know, with my, my salad, I'd probably have a a chocolate chip cookie or something too just to, I bet. <laughs> you know, get a little extra extra calories in maybe and then uh yeah go to the uh go to the rink probably around uh you know 3 30 and for a seven o'clock game uh, pick up a starbucks and uh yeah just kind of hang out uh, go in get your sticks done get uh get everything ready and then i'd usually sit in ray borelli's office watch a little jeopardy and uh do a crossword <laughs> and uh uh, just kind of relax while, uh, you know, in between stretching and uh, getting loosened up. And then later in your career, you're watching Matlock before the game too? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was really excited when I got one or two questions out of the, uh, you know, the 100 they asked. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, you know, I, I knew if I got one right that, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a good day and uh, I didn't have a concussion and I was able to play. Oh, okay. Uh, question number two comes from Old Greg. He calls himself uh, Old Greg. He looks like he's got some uh, some scoop on you here. He says, uh, "What did you and uh, R.A. from the Spitting Chicklets fame and the Gretzky boys do at the Jack's Man Cave this weekend?" And thanks for the invite. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, does he have cameras? Uh, I don't know. Is he stalking <laughs> me? I don't know how he uh, found this out, but. Uh, yeah, I had uh, a few people uh, when we were leaving the the rink from the skills on uh, Friday night, and uh, uh, Ty and Trevor Gretzky, I've uh, uh, gotten to know over the years, and 
Um, and then Ari, and we just came over uh, drinking some Codigo and, and talking a little bit of hockey and uh, talking about a lot of different things. So uh, it was a fun night, and uh, I think the boys left around 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. And, um, yeah, the weekend uh, definitely uh all four nights that uh, people were around it uh, it cost me lots of hours of sleep <laughs> did you give uh, ra any podcast advice how to soup that thing up and make it a little better yeah a lot of the the questions uh, he was he was asking me uh you know my advice on on how to be a better uh you know podcaster whatever you call us <laughs> so question number three a five for five for Barrett Jackman comes from uh, Evan he says after having about 10 days off how difficult is it to get back into the flow of things after the all-star break not for you he's asking for the team yeah for the team for me yeah no I uh I woke up very groggy this morning and uh <laughs> you know had the shakes but uh no uh yeah it's all about those guys they're the uh like I said earlier they're they did uh, their workouts they they rode the bike it's it's really about just kind of getting on the ice uh, for the first practice uh, uh and and just getting the body moving and and feeling your skates again and uh, fill in the puck, and then uh, I think the boys will be ready to go. It might take a, a couple minutes of feeling uh, each other out for the uh, uh, for the game and, and how it's going to go, but uh, they're uh, they're going to get back into it pretty quickly. Jack's question number four comes from Jim. He says, we all know about your special older brother relationship with TJ Oshie. Are there any guys in particular uh, that you had a similar relationship with that were kind of your older brother uh, when you were coming into the league? And Jim also says, how great was it seeing Ocean St. Louis for his first All-Star game? You know, I'll just say that uh, it was great. And not only that, but his dad, Coach Osh, was in the house and uh, TJ kind of pointed up to him in the crowd. That was great to see. But any uh, older brother relationship that uh, you had? Uh yeah yeah uh just touch on yeah Oach being uh, being here with his dad his family his girls uh, uh Lauren is uh you know mother of two soon to be three um you know it, it's uh you know you, you have a, a ton of different relationships with different people and different teammates and uh, but you know just coming in uh, Doug Waite was uh, was a huge part of that. Uh, you know, kind of taking me under his wing, had me over for dinner all the time. Uh, you know, became real close with his wife and his kids, and um, so I think Dougie, Big Walt, uh, were those two guys that were kind of older that you know really just made sure that um, you know I was doing things the right way and just making me feel included. And and uh, you're 20 years old you're 21 you're you're away from home you don't really have a ton of uh people around you that you're you know familiar with so those are the guys that really make sure um over the years not only myself but uh every young guy uh has a place to go and and a place to to feel uh, uh like they're uh, they're included and last one, Jax, this one comes uh, from a friend of mine, uh, Jeff Ponder. He says, uh, I don't know if I want to ask you this, uh, who annoyed you more with the post-game questions, myself or uh, Luke Korak? That's probably a tie, huh? You know, yeah, it's a tie. Yeah, um, yeah, you too, maybe uh, maybe Tom. Um, yeah, there's there's a bunch of you guys that are uh, real close at uh, – <laughs> asking repetitive questions and so what do you think of that uh what do you see there so yeah what are you guys gonna do now with that injury (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, so uh, lower body injury. So uh, how soon are you going to come back? Are you skating yet? <laughs> well, somebody's got to do it. So uh, we unfortunately had to be the ones to uh, to pepper you with the boring questions. But uh, now, you know, I talked to Doug Waite last week about you being in the media. I don't know if you heard that on, on the podcast. He said that he didn't teach you very well. So there, you, there was your uh, big brother, and uh, you didn't even listen to him. Oh, Big Walt, Dougie Waite, Chris Pronger, <laughs> Al McKinnis. Yeah, they'll never have good things to say about me, but it's okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to episode number 34 of We Went Blues. Uh, for other podcasts, uh, for those who are uh, obviously continuing to follow the, the uh, information on Kobe Bryant and that tragic incident and, and the people affected, No Dunks. You can listen to No Dunks. It's a daily NBA podcast hosted by Skeets, Taz, Trey, Lee, and JD, the original basketball podcasters. Join them as they break down the league's biggest games and headlines answer listener questions, interview guests, and more. And obviously, they'll be dissecting um, the uh, tragic incident with uh, Kobe Bryant uh, as that news continues to come out. So thank you for listening to We Went Blues. Remember to please rate and subscribe. We Went Blues on Apple. If you click on the show URL, theathletic.com forward slash We Went Blues, you'll get 40% off your subscription. And you'll get to hear a bonus subscriber-only episode of We Went Blues each week where you get to hear more from Jax, which you probably want to do, and, and me, not so much. So, Jax, buddy, we're back at it, and uh, we'll watch a couple games tonight, tomorrow night, as the Blues get back in action. Have a good night. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.